with Sister Camarina, and we love Elder Camarina and his wife. My only confusion is there was two Sister Camarinas today, and when I was praying uh, back and forth, and you know, you can get lifted up pretty high in the Spirit of the Lord, and I, I saw one, and then I saw the so hallelujah. Is there anybody else here? There's two of you. Amen. We're just uh, delighted to meet her also and all you wonderful people of God. Amen. I want you to know this This is Brother Camarina and his wife. They believe in prayer. Amen. And it is an honor yes, to go to a church or be invited to a church. Amen. Where the ministry upholds and believes that prayer is strong. Amen. It's an honor. And let that never be a dying art. Amen. Amen. In our midst. Praise the Lord. Amen. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. But we want God to have his way here today. And in prayer, I feel something from the Lord. And I want to just follow that. Amen. If you could turn in your Bibles to uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. We certainly enjoyed the the worship and the music this morning. Amen. Amen. These girls were singing was so beautiful. Yes. And I commend you in the Lord. Amen. And, uh, but my highest commendation goes to walk in half an hour and see everybody praying like yes. they were. Yes. Amen. That Thank was just you. totally awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Thank Second you. Timothy chapter 1 and uh, verse <clears throat> number 5. Hallelujah. Paul writing to his son in the faith, Timothy, who was a minister of uh, the church in Ephesus, which grew to be a 35,000-member church by the close of the first century. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also, wherefore I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Amen. And then you could turn just one more place with me to Isaiah, chapter 64 of Isaiah. And we're just going to read the seventh verse there. Isaiah 64 and 7. Amen. I believe that everything that we do or preach or teach, amen, ought to be completely, could we use the word, documented by the Word of God. Got to be in there. Amen. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. Isaiah 64 and the seventh verse. It says, And there is none that calleth upon thy name, that stirreth up himself, to take hold of thee, for thou hast hid thy face from us and consumed us because of our iniquities. Praise the Lord. I want to I preach about stirring up the gift today. Stirring up the gift of God. Could we go to the Lord where we're standing and just let's just pray, let our heart open up and just talk to God that God would do something today. Lord, we love you today. We thank you for the anointing and the presence of the Lord is so lively and abundantly here. We thank you for this spirit of prayer in this house. And
and the spirit of believing and faith that's in this house. Thank you for the spirit of the love of God that's in this house and the wondrous spirit of revival, Lord, that you bring. We pray today, God, that your spirit would move upon the word and give it life and meaning and that it be understood, God. Give us an ear to hear what the spirit would say to the church. I pray that you would outpour the Holy Ghost today and every life, Lord, by your goodness. I pray that you would heal the sick today, Lord, by the promises of the Word of God, by your presence that is here to heal. I pray that you would have your way, God, in this house today. That we would turn and say, I was glad I was in the house of the Lord today. Let's give the Lord a hand praise and salute the Lord. the unfeigned or unpretended faith that is in you, which first dwelt in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Timothy was a third generation apostolic. He was third in line. There was grandma, there was his mother, amen, and that faith, amen, had passed on, and he had taken up and got a hold of it, amen, to Timothy, the third generation and I have good news today. We can be a third generation, but the fire can still burn. Amen. What the elders taught, preached, and experienced, and the move of God and the healing miracles, amen, and the might and power of God is available. It's current. Yes. It's for us yes. today. Right. And thank God for young pastors like this one and others, amen, that are hungry for revival, for the miraculous, for the appearing and presence of God. Hallelujah. Daily. Amen. In their churches. Praise God. Thank God. Amen. It doesn't have to die. And thank God it's not dying. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It was Paul that was there. Amen. When Timothy first received the Holy Ghost, so I understand. Amen. And heard him speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. But it was also Paul that was there. Amen. As he had been <coughs> teaching. Amen. And leading Timothy further and further into the things of God. I thank God for this disciple class I'm hearing about Monday night. Yeah. Amen. Go to that by all means. Go, go, go. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. That's how we grow in God. The Bible says grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Timothy was kind of like his student and Paul was there today. The Timothy had a calling on his life. Amen. He was there. He was part of that presbytery, as he said, that laid his hand on the head of Timothy as Timothy, amen, was conferred, amen, divine strength and guidance and anointing, amen, to go on into the ministry, amen, of the word that God was calling him. And Paul writes to him, Amen. By the time he wrote 2 Timothy, this was already A.D. 65, A.D. 66. Timothy had been serving the Lord for a while, probably several decades by this time. Paul was known as Paul the Aged. Amen. In and out of Roman prison a lot. Amen. For his preaching and his testimony. What a good thing to go to jail for. Hallelujah. And so he's writing to Timothy. 
And perhaps the twilight hours of the Apostle Paul are there. He knows that he doesn't have very much longer uh, on this, this earth. And so he's writing to Timothy. And there's something, amen, that Paul sees or perceives, amen, as he had also himself ministered in Ephesus, amen, started the church of Ephesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. Yes, praise the Lord. Amen. He said something to Timothy as the Spirit of God moved on him, perhaps sitting in the jail cell somewhere in the Roman Empire. And he said, Timothy, I want you to remind you of something. I want you to know you need to stir up the gift of God. Right. You need to stir, stir up. up the gift of God. Yes, sir. In other words, maybe the apostle was detecting something, amen, that as the church was going on and as revival had taken hold and as the numbers, amen, of disciples was multiplying and multiplying out, amen, astronomically, he was concerned that they did not lose the touch of God. They did not lose the original investment, yes. amen, of the person, amen, of Jesus Christ living in their heart, yes. amen, the power of the Holy Ghost. Number six in the Amplified Version reads like this. This is why I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you. Amen. John the Baptist said, there's one coming after me. I'm not worthy to undo his shoes. Hello. Yeah. He shall baptize you with what? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. When the Holy Ghost comes in, it's like fire shut up yes. in your bones, the prophet said. When yes. the Holy Ghost comes in, there is a fire, praise God, from God's presence, praise the Lord. When they first received the Holy Ghost in the upper room, amen, part of the, uh, the temple area in Jerusalem, amen, some 2,000 years ago, the Bible says there was a mighty rushing wind, amen, a tempest of wind yeah. that blew through the winds windows there. Amen. The rushing sound of a wind from heaven and cloven tongues like as a fire sat upon each of them. I tell you, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. If God could give us eyes to see beyond the natural and into the realm of the spiritual kingdom of God, when someone gets the Holy Ghost, come on everybody, come on, come on. in our churches, amen, we not only hear, amen, then speak an unlearned and a heavenly language, amen, but we would see the fire of God, just like the early disciples in the church, amen, hover over them, hallelujah, a token of what God wants in that vessel, praise the Lord. Stir up, stir up the gift of God, Timothy. There is no new path for revival. There is no new resource for revival. There's no new way. There's no shortcuts. Hello, everybody. I'm going to hear me this morning. I said there's no shortcuts. There's no new way, no other way. Amen. It's going to come the same way that it's always come. Amen. That's my prayer, my fasting, my seeking Him. Amen. I obey, amen, the word of the Lord, amen, as we receive it and are instructed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I think that it's a basic fear that haunts the inner minds 
of just about all humanity when it talks about, and when we talk about coming to God and finding new life and being transformed. Amen. I think people, one of their greatest inner fears is that uh, if I do this, if I join you, so to speak, if the Spirit of God, like you say, moves upon me and I get in this, am I going to be able to continue? Am I going to be able to hold out? Am I able going to, to endure, so to speak, to the end? I want to address that today. You can endure to the end. You can make it through this and through anything else that might come against you. I'm talking to somebody about the holiness today. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. God is going to daily keep in and strengthen you, praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we cannot have the errant mindset that once I get something from God, once I get the gift of God, once I get that Holy Ghost that Jesus said, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said. Right. Amen. Living water or rivers of living water shall flow out of his belly. But this make he of the Holy Ghost, which they that believe on him should receive. Howbeit the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I don't want to have the false idea, amen, that if I get the gift of God, amen, if I seek his face, and God moves on me in his presence and his fire, and I speak with tongues, amen, and the, I get an infilling of the very person, amen, of the Lord himself, Christ in you, hallelujah, the hope of glory, amen, that this is just a one-time and a one-time only experience. I want you to know that living for God, amen, is a thing that goes on and on and on, and the river keeps flowing, and the widow keeps freeing up, and freeing up, and freeing up, and freeing up, up. Praise God. Amen. But if you've ever been camping, if you've ever been out in the wilderness, you know that a fire is good. When the night is there, and when the cold, amen, sets in, amen, you want a good campfire. I used to build bonfires, not just campfires. Amen. They'd be seven feet. One time I was camping with my brother-in-law uh, on the coast, and we had our traders there, and they, had, they allowed a fire pit, amen, behind there. And uh, man, it was, it was a cold night, and so, and we were there, and uh, we, we, we found, we didn't have wood, but we found all these old abandoned pallets, amen, all these things, man, we, we threw cardboard and everything. We got that thing going 10 feet high in the trader park there. Uh, until uh, the cardboard and everything else consumed, just put a bunch of ash, amen, uh, that uh, would happen to light upon my new Dodge truck <laughs> that was parked in the front of all that, amen, and blistered the roof and the hood. But that's another story, praise the Lord. <laughs> but you know if you have a fire, amen, as, as combustible and as hot, amen, as God has designed that a fire would be as a fire is in process, you're going to have to feed it yeah. And it's going to continue. It will eventually die down. Yeah. It will eventually, amen, extinguish all burnable material. Right. Amen. And it will just be charred wood and ashes there. You got to keep adding to the fire. Right. Amen. That's why the Amplified Version said, rekindle the fire. Right. Come on, blow on those flames. Blow on those ashes. Add more fuel. Praise God to the fire. Amen. Amen. Once America was uh, was graced, I should say, amen, with uh, apostolic revival, really, but it wasn't named as such, at least that I have been able to ascertain. I may be wrong about that, but uh, the Quaker people in America, 
uh, many times they were receiving the Holy Ghost. You can read their testimonials and the witness and people were there chronicling what was going on back there in the 1600s, 1700s or whatever. And the, the actions and everything described, amen, the, the uh, uncontrollable speaking of the tongue, hello everybody, and the quaking and the shaking, amen, and the ecstasy of the God's presence that they said that they felt is everything that pretty well identifies these people who were receiving the Holy Ghost. Yeah. But something happened, and the devil ministered and in, instituted this. Something happened. They, somehow, over time, they began to uh, <clears throat> grow up, quote-unquote, <laughs> and began to uh, just, well, you know, let's just sit around and be quiet, and let's wait, let's wait, let's wait for the Spirit of God to fall on somebody. And uh, we'll just wait for that spirit to fall. And when it does, amen, that individual will give the prophecy or give the direction or give the anointed word, amen, for the hour. And so they, they came in and they got into a, a mode of just coming and sitting, coming, sitting, and waiting. Amen. That, that things flowed for a while, the spirit of God moving on different people. But after a while, amen, it was just sitting and sitting and sitting. Amen. That moved on to let's just have discussions. Amen. They began to call themselves friends. Amen. And I believe in doing good works and good deeds and helping people. That's all wonderful and fine. But i got to have the Spirit of God in my life. Amen. What happened was, amen, there was a breach, amen, in stirring up the gift. Amen. In that movement. Amen. Oh God, I want to stir up the gift. I want the Holy Ghost fire and presence to be real. I want the power of God to be church. I want to be up to I want to be right semi-comatose condition. Amen. Waiting, 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 waiting. Hello. Yeah, right. What does the Bible tell you when you come into the house of God? Hundreds of scriptures give us direction in the Psalms and elsewhere. When, when you enter the courts, so enter his courts with what? Praise. And his gates with thanksgiving. God wants there to be momentum. He wants there to be praise. He wants there to be prayer. He wants there to be worship. And we just don't come into his presence and just shut up. Hello, everybody. He wants us to stir up again. Come on. Get it thrown again. Get it spring again. Get it moving again. The Holy Ghost in you was never meant, never designed by God Almighty. And just to reside there and you or I do nothing about it. satisfied with, I just don't have the answer. I don't have the touch anymore. I don't have the power anymore. Right. You can't be satisfied. Amen. I'm going to stir myself up. Yeah. I'm going to pray and see that change and yeah. see that difference. I'm going to get into the presence of God again. I'm going to get into the power of the Holy Ghost again. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stir something up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. I like reading about, amen, the judges. In the Word of God. 
Hallelujah. And there was a judge by the name of Samson. Amen. And the unique thing about Samson was that he did not look like our former governor with no clothes on. <laughs> Talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amen. The muscle guy, you know, beforehand. That was pretty amazing how muscle guy got to be governor. <laughs> but, but anyway, when you looked at Samson, you did not see, amen, uh, the, the looks of, of someone that was extremely muscular and, and, and uh, looked fearsome. Um, they were questioning constantly, tell us, wherein do you get your strength? How do you get your strength? We're mystified. You look like ordinary men. But God used Samson in a unique way because God, amen, poured out his spirit on him. And the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord, amen, moved on him and he shook himself under the power and the presence of God in the camp of Dan. Praise God. Yeah. So God came on him. And the thing that was unique about Samson's life is there were miracles, amen, of physical, unbelievable strength and power that came through Samson. He killed a lion, amen, with his bare hands. Right. Amen. He caught, uh, I think it was 300 or 600, I forgot which, amen, jackals and tied their tails together, amen, and tied, amen, a flaming torch in between their tails and set them loose between the standing uh, of crops of corn and barley of the Philistines, amen, to burn them out for something they had done to him. Amen. He carried the gates of Gaza when they tried to entrap him. The gates of the Philistine city of Gaza. He, he took them on his shoulders and literally transported them 20 miles on his shoulders amen, to somewhere else. How in the world could someone do that with their own strength, with their own power? Amen. How could someone lift perhaps tons and tons? Amen. Move the entire gates of a city. Amen. 20 miles. The Spirit of God moved mightily upon him. Amen. In physical feats of strength. Amen. That were unheard of and never seen before. But he had a problem. And the problem that he had was with the Philistine women. And uh, they captured Samson. And they caught him. And they bound him up. And the Philistines said, you're going to have to deliver us, your Samson, and we're going to come, and we're going to, uh, mark by our bands, move to you, Israel, and we're going to slaughter your women and children, we're going to burn your crops. If you don't deliver us, amen, Samson, hand them over, tied up. And so the elders of Israel came to Samson and said, Samson, amen, we're under the Philistines, and they've asked you to deliver uh, uh, you to them. And so just, would you please... Would you please put your hands behind your back? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to tie you up. And he said, well, as long as you don't follow me yourself, that's all right. And I said that to say this in verse 14 of, of Judges 15. And when he, that is Samson, came to Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire. And his hands were loosed, uh, the bands were loosed from off his hands. And he found the new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. Honey, we have just read, amen, the greatest feat of arms in the annals of human history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Hello. For a man, the Philistines were a war-girded people. Hello. <laughs> Matter of fact, when I read ancient history and armaments, Amen. Those guys, they had some of them had 12 and 14 foot long spears. Hello. 
And you, so you guys got bow and arrows, you got clubs, you got spears, you got swords, you got long swords, you got helmets, come on, you got spears that are 12 to 14 feet long, and you got an army of these men that's around Samson. How does a guy with just a loincloth on, hello everybody, and a jawbone of a donkey, amen, defeat that? I want to tell you how. The Spirit of the Lord that moved mightily on Samson to rip the lines by the heart. The Spirit of the Lord that moved on Samson to tie those jackals. The Spirit of the Lord that moved on him to carry the city of Gaza's gates 20 miles away came on him. Now, probably a lot of younger people, I, I don't play because stuff just moves around too fast for me to figure out what's going on. But in the little game, Mortal Kombat or whatever, you know, you, you put the token in and, and these guys are out there, you know, and boom, boom, you know, and they're jumping. It was something like that. Okay. I mean, God gave him unbelievable agility, speed, skill, strength, endurance, aim. Hello, everybody. Hallelujah. I don't know how. I mean, he was twisting. He was spinning. He was jumping. He was... He was evading, amen, slashes and cuts and sword jabs and javelin thrusts, amen. I don't know how, it was just God miraculously, amen, got that human body called Samson in the end of the world. Hallelujah. Hey, that can cause you to get away from the fiery darts yeah. of the enemy. That can cause you amen, to get away and try to escape, amen, to what's coming against you, praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Samson began to testify. <laughs> He's upon heaps with the jawbone of a donkey. I have slain a thousand men. It came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone. He took it. No use for this anymore. And he flung it aside. This is very difficult. Amen. Don't throw away what God gave you. Don't throw away, amen, the power that God gave you. When God did a miracle, when God showed you, amen, how to be endued with strength and power from his presence, amen, don't throw that aside. Amen. Come on, everybody. I said, don't throw amen. that aside. There's no new way to revival. There's no new way to a move of God. There's no new way to enter into the miraculous. Come on, everybody. Amen. Right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says he was sore thirst and called on the Lord. And said, you've given me a great deliverance this day. Amen. How shall I now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? That would have been a greater, a more compounded defeat. If Samson, amen, slaying a thousand soldiers, amen, laying in, in, in heaps of death across the battlefield. Amen. Now, because he was so slain with exhaustion, amen, and ready to completely give out. Amen. Is the grandmas and the grandpas and the little kid teenagers not yet old enough to be warriors going to come off and pick him off? Hello? Hello? Amen. There was nothing the enemy would like more than defeat us with something small. Yeah. Something little. Hello? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Amen. But God. Oh, but God. But God. Played a hollow place that was in the jaw. And there came water there out. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again and he revived. 
In other words, God said, Samson, I want you to look to the side where you discarded this jawbone. Amen. There's something going to happen to it. Amen. The, the gift that I gave you in the first place, the weapon that I gave and armed you with in the first place. If you just look back at it, if you look towards it, there's something happening to it. And he picked it up and water miraculously issued out. Amen. Out of the bone marrow of that jawbone. Come on, everybody. Come on. And slaked his thirst and gave him reviving and gave him strength so he was able to leave the battlefield. Amen. Sound and sane. Amen. In one piece. Hello, everybody. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love reading about Elijah. I love reading about Elisha. Praise the Lord. And Elisha was just about not too old in his prophethood. Amen. Elijah had just been picked up by flaming chariots of fire and flaming horses of fire and a whirlwind back into heaven dropped his mantle. Amen. And, and uh, Elisha, his servant, amen, who had been in training, and got a hold of that mantle, went over to the river's edge, amen, began to smite the water's edge with that mantle of Elijah. Where is the God of Elijah? Praise God. And thank God the waters parted, praise the Lord. Amen. But a con came, a test came for his, his uh, ministry very soon because a battlefront had been formed. Amen. There was three kings, amen, and they were going against another king that was an oppressive king and had a great and a great and mighty army. And King Jehoshaphat, who was a good king and a righteous king and a God-worshipping, fearing king, amen, from Judah at that time, amen, aligned himself, amen, in confederation, amen, with Ahab and with another king. And they came, amen, to Elisha, amen. Actually, they came to the false prophets of, uh, of Ahab first. And they began to present the thing. And we, we're facing an army that far outnumbers us. Amen. And uh, we, we need some kind of something to happen. Some kind of omen. Something that you will show us. Something you will speak over us or do or whatever. Amen. That will grant and ensure a victory over this overwhelming enemy. Amen. And uh, had spoke up. Thank God for the good king. He said, isn't there a man of God, a prophet of the Lord, Jehovah, God, the real God, here besides all of this false prophet rabble? And the Ahab said, well, there's one man, but I don't like him. <laughs> don't hang around people that don't like the man of God. Right. Good advice. Amen. And uh, so they brought in, amen, Elisha. And so here is Elisha. He says, hey, if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat standing here for my honor, amen, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't even look you in the eye, Ahab. Amen, I, I wouldn't do it. But, and so they're all pressing him. And his ministry is on the line. Actually, the future of the whole nation is on the line because the clouds of war, amen, had already gathered and they were about to be thrashed and crushed. Amen. They needed an answer from God. And so Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at thee nor see thee. But now, bring me a minstrel. You know, we get the assumed idea 
The preconceived conception that, that when you read about these great men of God, you read about Isaiah and you read about Elijah and Elijah and Moses and amen, all these great prophets of God. We just assume, amen, that they were totally and constantly, amen, in touch and that when they gave a prophecy, it just came out immediately that there was no hardly preparation, no seeking of God time. Hello? Praise the Lord. But Elisha, I said, Elisha said, bring me a minstrel. Bring me somebody, amen, that can play. Somebody that can sing. Come on, you know what he was trying to do? Is stir up yes. the gift. Yes, that's right. That's right. You can go through some opposition and some things that people facing you in life. Amen. That where you are right now and where you are currently in front of them or in the midst of your situation will feel like that you're just dry inside. Amen. That you don't have an answer in your head. And when you're that way, it's time to stir up the gift. It's time to get a hold of God. It's time to start praying. It's time to start singing. It's time to start worshiping. It's time to start thanking. It's time to start entering into His face with thanksgiving and His course with prayer.